The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. In today's Gospel, towards the end of it, we hear something that we often hear in the Gospel, something that Jesus does. And that is, he goes off to a deserted place and he prays. And in that life of prayer, he teaches us that we are called to do the same. We could not even begin to do the work that God is calling us to do if we had no prayer life. Prayer in the first place is not about us speaking. Prayer is first and foremost about opening our hearts to listen to the Word of God speak to us. As you recall, Samuel, when he heard God speaking to him, he was instructed by Eli to say the following, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And so prayer is about listening to God speak to us in our hearts. And certainly it involves us entering into a dialogue with God, But we first have to open our hearts for that dialogue to happen. And it's in that dialogue, it's in cultivating our relationship with God, that we are filled with God's graces, and that God helps us to bring forth the many good works, the fruits of prayer in our daily life. This is what we see Jesus doing Regularly, He goes off and prays by himself to a deserted place. It could be a mountain. And then afterwards, he continues doing, bringing forth the fruits of that prayer. The fruits of the prayer is mercy, is charity, is patience, is compassion. And all the different virtues and gifts of the Holy Spirit. When we pray, God helps us to bring those forth. In the way in which we live our lives. And so there is a relationship, a real relationship between prayer 
and the life of virtue. In a certain sense, when we see people living holy lives, lives of virtue, we can, we can say to ourselves, these people are people of prayer. Because really that holy life, it, it proceeds from that dialogue of prayer with God. Today Jesus prays and then he goes and preaches the word of God. He has the courage to preach the message in all its fullness for the salvation of souls. And we hear him healing people, casting out demons and doing many other works. His example to us shows us that for us to do the same things, for us to be preachers, for us to live that word and to bring forth many fruits, it begins with prayer. I want to share with you a story. This was when I was in my third year of graduate school in Berkeley in 1997. I had moved to downtown Berkeley. It was noisy. I lived on the second floor in an apartment, a little studio. And we had so many people. If anybody's ever been to Berkeley, there's so many homeless and poor people all around you. People's Park was, was just across the street. And so I regularly came into contact with these people. And this was during Lent. Okay, we're approaching Lent. And so in Lent, as I'm really making a concerted effort to really grow in my prayer life, I'm kneeling down at the foot of my bed, praying. Praying for God to fill me with His grace, to help me to, to bring forth the fruits, to live the kind of life that he, he desires me to live. And something something special happened, began to happen in that Lent as I was praying daily in my bedroom. The only way I can describe it, it's like a beam of light would penetrate my forehead. It was like a grace to my mind and I could pray for hours. For hours like, and they would pass just like nothing. And I could see that God was doing something within me. When that beam of light, which I never saw anything, but I could feel it. When that beam of light, that, that light of God's grace penetrated my mind, I was put in such a place of peace. Uh, such a consoling experience. Especially as at that time I was suffering from my sciatica. Since I was a little baby, I fell out of a car in the freeway when I was only uh, a few months old. And my lumbar hit the freeway. How I survived was a miracle. And when I entered the Dominicans, my mother, they asked my mother to write up why she believed God called me to be a Dominican. And she wrote about the story when I was an infant, how I survived falling out of a freeway. How does a baby, an infant fall and survive that? But that's the story that she told so, when I was in school in Berkeley, I was suffering a lot from my back. I limped around. And the pain was, was so severe that many times I woke up crying. And it's in that context that God moved me 
to deepen my prayer life. And this is when that ray of light penetrated my, my mind and gave me such peace and consolation. And then God then moves me to do something else. From that prayer, God moved me to do something that really, when I think about it, I say to myself, I mean, this is hard for me. I'm in school, I'm studying, I'm working. My back? How am I going to do this? But he put it on my heart. And when God puts something on your heart, brothers and sisters, sometimes it can seem like it's too much. It's impossible. But as Jesus said, with, with God, nothing is impossible. And what he put on my heart is all those poor people that were living in my neighborhood at the People's Park in the vicinity uh, surrounding area. I decided I wanted to, to feed these people. So, I mean, I, mean I, I, I could barely make ends meet with my, with my going to school and all the expenses I had. But, but what did I do? I said, okay, I'm going to make this work. How do I make it work? I gave up certain things that I normally was accustomed to having. I made sacrifices. I let go of certain expenses that, for me, I loved them, but... I had to give them up. If I was to do God's will, I had to give certain things up. I had to make those sacrifices. And so I gave up certain things financially. And I started making a large pot of beans, tortillas, and other things. And then I'd have everything in a bag and I'd go around and I'd go feed the poor. Brothers and sisters, that would not have happened had I not opened my heart to God's grace in prayer. God gave me that message. He spoke to me and he moved me to help the poor. My question for you, I know you come here to pray, to worship our Lord at Mass. What are the fruits of that prayer life? I presume that each of you are praying daily. What are the fruits of that prayer life? Are you willing to give up some things? Maybe God is calling you to do something. But we can only make room to do the work of God if we're willing to give up what we want, our desires, our own things. I mean, that's what God is calling us to do. If, if we are to grow, if we are to be the holy men and women of God that God has called us to be, that he has created us to be, that he has redeemed us to be, we have to be willing to let go of certain things, uh, certain activities, certain pleasures, and so on and so forth, so that we can make room for the Word of God to be lived out fully in our lives. Are we willing to do that? Because prayer, authentic prayer, will always take us to a place of purification. It will take us to a place of healing. It will take us to a place of reforming our lives. It will take us to a place of correction, of illumination, of inspiration. All of these graces, when we pray authentically in Christ, it's going to take us to a place of making sacrifices. What are the sacrifices that you are making today in your life that God is putting on your heart? But you can be tempted to say, you know what? I can't do that because I have all these other activities. I only have a limited amount of money and this is what I use my money for. But if you think about it, we're only given a short time in this life, brothers and sisters. I mean, some of us 
in this building here are going to die this year. Some of us are going to die within the coming years. We're all going to die at some point. And this is the stage in which our perfection as God's children is, we're called to, to, to live that out. We'll never be fully perfect in this life. That only happens in heaven. But right now is the time to ask the question. In my prayer life, when God takes me to that place where he challenges me to grow, am I willing to let go of things, to let go of certain certain activities, certain uh, luxuries, certain pleasures, in order for us to be purified more and more, in order to do the work of God? That is a question that each of us daily must ask ourselves in order to be the holy men and women of God that he has made us to be, that he has redeemed us to be.